empowered by the Constitution, strengthened by the Bill of Rights, the American citizen was bestowed with the power and responsibility of civic engagement. Today, your voice is needed now more than ever, yet barriers stand in the way. How to start, where to begin, it can be confusing and overwhelming. We're here to help you take that leap, breaking down those barriers, providing you with the tools and knowledge to take on civics undaunted. Hey everybody, today on the show there will be no guest. I'm taking some time as the host to go a little bit deeper into what the Civics Institute is, which this podcast, Civics Undaunted, is a part of. And I wanted to start off with how we start every episode and every question of what does civic engagement mean to me, Patrick Johnson? And I think if you've listened to all the prior 10 episodes, one thing that we can definitely take away is that civic engagement can and does look different to everybody. There are some common themes about getting involved and doing some sort of action around an area that you're passionate about or that you want to see improvement. But the nuances of all looks different for everybody. So for me, civic engagement is deciding that the status quo is not enough and wanting to make a difference. One of my personal life mantras is I don't need to change the world. I need to leave the world changed. And that has taken many different iterations over the years. But what it really means is, you know, this world will only have so many Gandhis, Martin Luther Kings, you know, just purely transformative once-in-a-lifetime figures that seemingly change the world. But what too often goes unnoticed are the people who are doing tremendous work and leaving the world a better place and setting the path forward for change. And that's what civic engagement is. It is for all of us. You don't need to have some superior intellect, superior ability. You just need to be passionate about something and show up in that community and be a leader. And that's what civic engagement means. It is just getting involved. And I don't think it's much deeper than that in terms of what you can do, but it's so much deeper in terms of what can you accomplish. And that's been my underpinning for a while now. I've been involved in this space in one way, shape, or form since January of 2017. 
And I got involved because I was scared. I didn't know what was going to happen with American democracy. It's something that I believe in very strongly and that I wanted to see last and I wanted to see it achieve and be the best that it could be. And so I decided to show up. And in doing so, I met some absolutely phenomenal people. Um, many, if not um, all the people who have been on the podcast so far are from that journey. There are so many more who have not yet been on the podcast, but it showed me the different walks we can all take to get to the same goal of making this world a better place and changing it for the better. And the first couple of years I spent taking time doing the politics of it all, volunteering for campaigns, you know, for city council, for state rep, state senator, um, attorney general uh, races, donating, going to fundraisers, all that fun stuff, and knocking on doors, talking to voters, sitting and doing public testimony for different causes in my town, helping larger efforts to get legislation passed on the state level. And I really immersed myself for probably about four years in the electoral political aspect. And as I sat and thought and wondered, you know, is this the path I want to take? Do I want to run for office one day? Do I want to get involved in legislating or the executive side of things? Do I want to serve in government? You know, all these thoughts are rolling around in my head. And then I got thinking about January 2017, when I was ready to get involved, and how there was probably about four or six weeks before that, that I was actually doing outreach to try to figure out how can I get involved. And I was frustrated, and I could not get responses from people. And, you know, I used Google to the best of my abilities, but the more local you get, sometimes it's harder to find the right people to connect with, especially when you don't know what you don't know. And so I thought, well, what did that version of me need? What... What would have helped me get involved quicker when I was ready to get involved? And now with all my knowledge, what are the other avenues that can be taken to be involved and engaged in your community? And that's kind of the genesis of why I wanted to start the Civics Institute was so that there would be a resource that when people were ready to get involved, 
they could come to and easily find what they needed to get involved. And so I started this nonprofit. We just became an official nonprofit in June and launched the podcast around the exact same time. So why did I think now is the proper time for the Civics Institute? It's because there is no better time to get started than today, if you didn't start yesterday. I'll be honest, this was an idea that I've had in my head for a while and percolating on different ways to go about it. But at the end of the day, the right moment was here and now because I'd realized the way I could best help was not by being involved in political office myself or being in government myself. It was creating a platform to create a hundred more people who want to get involved in government, more importantly, in their communities. And so with the Civics Institute, our mission is to provide community members with the tools and knowledge to become actively engaged leaders in society, lowering the barriers to civic engagement and deepening our understanding of civil responsibilities. So what does that mean? Provides community members with the tools and knowledge to become actively engaged leaders in society, lowering the barriers to civic engagement and deepening our understanding of civil responsibilities. So first and foremost, it's this podcast, it's the resources on the website, eventually it's going to be a suite of tools where when you're ready to get involved, there are things you can do and just easily access to get involved. It could be simple things like access to finding out who your local elected representatives are. It could be access to, you know, a list of legislation that is currently being voted on. It could be, you know, prompts and scripts. So like, calling your state senator, your federal senator, your U.S. representative, you feel more comfortable talking about the issue that you're advocating for. And then it's going to be knowledge. It's going to be this podcast where I bring in different experts, different people in the field. It's going to be white papers and at some point articles and just different avenues for you to acquire knowledge and improve, to quote one of my good friends, Garrett. That way you can get involved knowing that you're armed with the tools and knowledge to be successful. And then the second part is 
really focused around the fact that, and this was 100% true for me, it felt very daunting to get engaged. It felt like being involved required a lot of time and effort. It required being very knowledgeable. It required knowing the right people. And basically really boiled down to, oh, I need to run for office or be in office. That's what it felt like to me. And I know so clearly now that that is not the case. What is the case is civic engagement is you doing what you have the time for, what you have the capacity for. And it doesn't require much knowledge up front. It requires showing up. It requires being willing to listen and to learn. One of the huge things I learned over the thousands of doors I have knocked is if you listen to the residents of the town, they will tell you what the issues are. They will tell you why it's bothering them. And if you listen, you can become informed and learn how to move forward and help solve those problems. That's engaging with the community. It's civic engagement. And by doing that, you deepen your understanding of what it is to be a responsible citizen, a responsible community member, because we all, if we live in this world, we live in our towns, we live in our states, there is a responsibility we have to each other. And that's what I'm going to bring forward every day into this work, into this podcast, into the work of the Civics Institute is creating a community, building the tools, supplying the knowledge to create hundreds and hundreds of actively engaged leaders in society. I believe so strongly that you listening right now have the capacity and ability to leave an indelible mark in your community, to improve it, to change it, to make sure that the people in power hear you and understand what problems you're facing, why it's important that they address them, fix them, correct them. That is my belief in you. And what I want to do is make sure that you have everything you need to make sure that you can do that job without fear and with confidence that you know how to approach it and how to live out those responsibilities that you have to your community, family, friends, loved ones. Now, one of the things that frequently, I think, comes up, and I alluded to it a little bit earlier, is the confusion between what is politics, what is 
civic engagement, democracy, government, it all kind of gets balled up under this label of politics. And that's just not what it is. Politics is a part of it, for sure. You know, you can't have government in laws and rules and order without a mechanism to get elected officials. But politics, at the end of the day, all politics is, it's two things. One is the method in which we elect our political leaders. And two, it is the tool that we, as community members, have to influence and exert our thoughts and views to our politicians, right? So, you know, you can think back to, you know, I think one of the more germane and recent causes is the potential appeal of Obamacare in 2017 and how so many citizens and community members came to different town halls all across the country, red counties, blue counties, purple counties, it didn't really matter. They made their voice heard that they were worried about removing health care, changing the status quo after so many years of stability under the Affordable Care Act. And that noise that influence truly made a mark on key political leaders where they voted to maintain the Affordable Care Act. And that is one of the larger examples, but you can also see it in so many other ways in local state politics over the years with, you know, the states that have slowly legalized marijuana or, you know, a lot of places, especially in Connecticut, the adoption of plastic bag bans. And when communities come together and make their voice heard about certain issues, slowly but surely things change. And I'm under no illusions, and I would never want to mislead you that this change does not happen overnight. You know, I think it's a very good rule of thumb that it takes three years of sustained effort to really accomplish a goal. Um, and some efforts take much, much longer than that. And sometimes the organizing is to prevent or delay something from happening. You know, there's a great example in one of Elizabeth Warren's books where she talks about how she was part of an effort to delay an implementation of some bankruptcy law changes that eventually they passed, but it took 10 years for it to pass and it allowed for 
thousands of people to be able to claim bankruptcy protections that would have been removed. And these are not corporations. These were everyday people who were struggling under a burden of debt. And because those changes were delayed, they were able to get help. So this is all, let's say again, that civic engagement can come in so many different forms and look in so many different ways. But I digress a little bit. Politics, governance, civics. We cover with what politics is. Government is your formalized institutions, right? It is your mayor's office, the police department, the National Weather Service, uh, local, you know, attorney generals, prosecutors, etc., fire department, it's school systems, it's public universities, it's public high schools. You know, there's there's so many, and I think trying to understand all of them is a valiant effort that I think we all could really benefit from. Michael Lewis's book, The Fifth Risk, really highlighted how vital some of these weird organizations are that we don't quite understand. You know, the Department of Transportation, Department of Agriculture, what they do, how they influence and affect the people that we can't see. I think all of us are directly affected by things such as milk and corn subsidies and how it might affect directly us in us shopping in grocery stores, but we don't see the effect it has on the farms and how our milk is produced, how our grain is produced, all those different aspects. That's all government, right? The FDA. I think we all learned a new appreciation about the FDA and the CDC dealing with COVID the past couple of years. That's government. So what is civics? Civics is the intersection of those two things. That may not be the technical definition, but that's kind of how I'm viewing it here. It's how we interact with our government to make our views heard. It's how we interact with our leaders who we elect to either legislate and create the laws if we're voting for representatives or senators, state or federal, versus who we pick to execute and administer those laws, which is our mayors, our governors, our president. And I realize that being political is a turnoff for a lot of people. And you may ask yourself, what if you're not political? To which I would respond, everything in our democracy is political. How many law enforcement officers we have 
is political. How many 911 operators we have is political. How much we pay our teachers is political. How much we get paid is political. You know, how health insurance and premiums are decided is political. You know, there is political ramifications from every action or inaction. And that's why I preface this with saying that politics is two things. It is the tool we use to exert influence on our elected officials, and it's a mechanism with which we elect our leaders. Those two go 100% hand in hand. And how you can do that, you know, I think we're all familiar with the local news station that will do journalism of, oh, is there an issue with this apartment landlord? And then they do an expose, and then that ends up begetting vital change to fix the rusty pipes in the apartment complex or, or what have you. But there's also a lot of the same thing that doesn't make the news. And if you're quiet, if you're not involved, the people who are making the noise on those key issues that don't reach enough entertainment value to be on TV, those people will decide what the new rules will be because the voices that your elected leaders hear are only going to be the voice of those people who show up. So that's what civics is and why civic engagement is so important because your voice matters and the more voices that are heard, the less power that others will have. It creates fairness in the system. And you deserve to be able to know how to get involved, know how to be engaged, and to have the information available to you to easily exercise those rights of yours. Because while I've been talking a lot about your responsibilities, it's also your right for being in this country, being part of your communities, to be able to have your voice heard. And your leaders should be able to easily hear them. There should not be barriers in the way. So my hope is that the Civics Institute turns into a durable institution, one that empowers people, one that helps people to vote, one that helps people to be involved, and one that helps people to be leaders in their communities.
I can't express enough how much I believe in the power of people. How much I believe what we do when we put our minds together can truly move mountains. And I want you to know that I will be here to support and help foster your ability to push those mountains, to shift the status quo, and create a world that you want to see and be a part of. So one of the things with starting a nonprofit is you got to figure out a way to make your vision, your mission a possibility. So you know, you take weird <laughs> you take weird journeys and I never thought that I would be building a board of directors and I've been so grateful to have some amazing people agree to volunteer and join our board to work on crafting our mission, to work on creating our strategy and be part of the tools and programs and everything that will be rolled out over the next years and it pushes you into uncomfortable zones, right? So part of what you need to do to run a nonprofit is raise money, right? Part of the reason why you become a nonprofit is to be able to have a mechanism for good in this world and be able to raise money through grants, be tax deductible for people to write personal donations and we are funded right now primarily through donors. These donors helped us so much to pay all the regulatory fees and everything required to achieve nonprofit status and I am unbelievably grateful for every single person who's donated and I'm so thankful for every single one of you who listen and consumes this knowledge and puts it to good use and if you have any interest in supporting our cause, please go and visit the civicsinstitute.com. There is a donate page. Um, click it, bring it right to our donor banner, and any amount you can donate would be absolutely amazing. Um, because it's going to take a village to create this community to accomplish and do everything that 
I believe this institute can do and can accomplish. And we would not be here today without all of you listeners. So from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you. I believe in you. And like we end every episode, I will answer the question, what's one thing a listener can do today to get involved? And that is pick something that you care about. It doesn't matter what it is, but pick something that you care about and that you think having more people involved with it would help better the world. And then go on social media, write up something about why you think it matters and give a link. Just spread the word about something that you're passionate about. And you may be amazed at who responds to it, who talks to you about it. And that, my friends, is civic engagement. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Civics Undaunted podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you please head on over to podchaser.com and leave a rating or review? These ratings make a big difference and really help get our podcast noticed. So it would be much appreciated if you could go on over there. Civics Undaunted is a production of the Civics Institute, and it is produced and edited by Katie Kacharski. Please visit www.thecivicsinstitute.com to learn more. Thank you again for listening, and have a great day.